Merry Christmas. It's good to see you all. My name is Brian Eisner. I'm one of the pastors uh, here at Northwest, and it's great to have you with us uh, here on, uh, on Christmas Eve. I, I don't know about you, but when I was young, I remember going to bed on Christmas Eve because we opened the majority of our presents on Christmas morning. We were one of those families. Of course, as your kids get older, you open them on Christmas Eve because you know they're not going to get up till two in the afternoon. But we'd open up our Christmas uh, presents, most of them on Christmas morning. And I remember Christmas Eve's when I was young. I could not wait. There was such great anticipation for the presents that I was going to get and how those presents were literally going to transform and change my life. Anybody relate to that? And now I just think about paying for all of them. It's amazing how things change. I was listening to uh, something this afternoon and they were telling the story about this little girl who said that she wanted uh, something from the movie Frozen. Is that on anybody's list this year? And uh, I was going to sing for you now, but I'm not going to do that because I'm sure you've heard a lot of that over the last year. But she said, Dad, Mom, I really want some uh, Frozen uh, underwear. I'd love to have some frozen underwear. And her dad uh, must have been a youth pastor. And um, he got a pair of underwear and he froze them and put them in a little baggie. And, uh, and this was on YouTube. And then they show him giving his daughter, he said, honey, I got you frozen underwear. That's what you wanted. And it shows a little six or seven year old girl going, daddy, I didn't want cold underwear. I, I wanted frozen underwear. And I don't know why people do those things to their children, uh, unless I would have thought of it, of course, right, or, or you, and maybe some of you will do that uh, yet this evening. But there's always a great sense of anticipation when you anticipate uh, getting uh, a gift. It's amazing to me that, you know, 2,000 years ago on that first Christmas Eve, people were waiting for a gift that they had literally been promised for hundreds and hundreds of years. And people really weren't that much different than you and I are here today. They hoped like we hoped. They anticipated the possibility that that life could be better than it was at that particular moment and that their lives would change. In fact, the prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 9-2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Isaiah is talking about, about Jesus, the Messiah. No Jewish child of God could speak or hear that name without a lump forming in his throat. And when he comes, he's going to establish justice and, and righteousness, and there's going to be peace. And when he comes, the lame are going to walk, and the, the blind are finally going to see, and the deaf are going to hear, and the mute are going to talk. And, and when he comes, all the darkness of this world is going to be chased away. That was their hope. That was the, the gift that they were anticipating that they heard about since they were little children. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In fact, Matthew clarifies it for us just a little bit because not only does he repeat Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah chapter 7, but he said his name will be called Emmanuel and that name means God is with us. God's with us. And if you think about how incredibly significant that is here on this Christmas Eve, that, that no more for the Jewish people was this God, some God that was far off. But God was going to come and he was going to be present with them. He was going to come from heaven and he was going to come to this earth and literally take up residence with them. 
he was going to become a man. And so every Jewish child grew up hearing about these prophecies and knowing that one day the Messiah would come, their hope. And if you can just imagine on a Christmas Eve, as you anticipate, some of you, as you anticipate that gift, you can imagine the anticipation that, the, that those children had. That that little boy or that little girl, as they asked their parents, when, mom, when, dad, when is he going to come? When will the Messiah come? We've heard all the stories, but when? Scott read in Luke chapter 2 for us earlier. Uh, I wanted to read uh, the summary of that passage. I don't know how many of you parents have one of these uh, storybook Bibles, but uh, I love to have my devotional times in these. These are great. Uh, not only is it readable, but they have pretty pictures in it too, right? I mean, any book that has pictures is good. I love the way that it's put in the Jesus Storybook Bible. It says this, And there in the stable amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift, the baby that would change the world, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. And I love this last line that the author writes in here, because of course he did. That's what Jesus did. He came to live with us. That night, Jesus was born in Bethlehem and there was a small group of shepherds that the scriptures say were out in the fields and they were, they were tending, they were watching over their flocks and they were looking up into the skies just as they had done hundreds and hundreds of other nights. Only this night was different. This was the night that would transform, that would change all of mankind. And if you think about it, the fact that we 2,000 years later are celebrating the birth of that little baby is incredibly significant. And literally billions of people's lives would be changed because this little peasant couple would give birth to a baby and they would name him Jesus. God was coming to earth. Here's what I want you to understand on this Christmas Eve, just briefly. Jesus was not born to make our world just a little bit better. He, he wasn't born just to make the winter months a little more bearable because we would have this Christmas time right at the beginning of winter. He wasn't born to make life and death a little more tolerable for us. He wasn't born into a world with uh, a few problems that just need a little bit of improvement. That's not why Jesus was born. Jesus was born in a world that's filled with corruption, with abuses, with neglect, with diseases, with disabilities, a world that's horrifically impacted by the causes, the effects of sin, a world without hope, a world that needs a savior. And the night before that first Christmas, man was desperate for redemption. I can't help but think that there are some of you that are in this auditorium this morning and whether you realize it or not, just like many of those people did not realize it on that first Christmas Eve, you are desperate for redemption. The world was in need of a savior that first Christmas Eve and the world is still in need of a savior, only the savior has come. Emmanuel, God with us. I'm reminded of the words that we sang earlier 
uh, from that familiar carol, Oh Holy Night. I love that. Oh Holy Night, the, sty- the stars are brightly shining. It's the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. And then I love this next line. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Do you understand this evening that that is the reason why we exist, why we have a reason to be on this planet? Because a little baby was born to be my savior, to be your savior. That is what gives significance to this world. That's what gives significance to this life that you and I live, this human existence on this planet earth. And everything changed when Jesus was born. Our soul, as the writer of that carol says, our soul found worth. Isaiah said that the people who once walked in darkness, they saw a great light. Those who lived in a dark land, the light will shine upon them. And that light, of course, was Jesus Christ. The birth of our Savior makes this life worth living. It makes eternity secure because our sin debt that we owe that we couldn't possibly pay on our own has been paid because of Jesus' death on the cross. It takes away the sting of death for those of us that place our trust in Christ alone as our Savior because we're assured of eternity in heaven with Jesus. The greatest gift that could ever be received, the greatest gift that could ever be given is the gift of a Savior. No matter what you might receive uh, this Christmas, I can assure you there will be no greater gift. There will be no gift that will ever transform and change your life, not only in this present life, but in the life to come, other than your acceptance, other than your trusting in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Tim Keller said this, Christmas is telling you that you could never get to heaven on your own. God had to come to you. That's what Christmas is all about. I want to say to you this evening on this Christmas Eve that if you've never placed your trust in Jesus as your Savior, tonight would be a great opportunity for you to do just that. I never take for granted that coming here on a Christmas Eve, that just because you're here in this service, that, that, that you believe in Jesus, that you've placed your trust in him alone as your Savior. I, I don't want to take that for granted. And, and while I may not be able to give you what you might perceive to be the greatest gift that I could give you, the keys to a new Ferrari or a Corvette or a Camaro or the, the house of your choosing, I can offer you tonight the greatest gift that mankind has ever been given. And that is a relationship that you were created to have with Jesus Christ, who was born 2,000 years ago. I ask you to bow your heads with me. If you're here this evening and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I invite you, even as I prayed just now, uh, to pray these words, acknowledging yourself as a sinner before a holy God and asking him to have a relationship with you. You could pray something like this, Dear God, Thank you for demonstrating your love for me and for others by sending your son Jesus to earth so I could get to know you. Pray, I realize that I need a savior to set me free from my sin, from myself and from all my habits, my hurts and my other hangups that have messed up my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want to move in a new direction with you as the Lord of my life. Tonight, I accept you by faith I accept your gift of Jesus as my Savior. I want to learn to love and trust you and become what you've created me to be. Fill me with your peace and with your assurance. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for giving us the greatest gift that we could ever receive as human beings. And that is your son, Jesus, as our savior. And Father, I pray that as we go through this Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day tomorrow and we focus on the birth of Jesus Christ, I pray that we would celebrate with great joy the greatest gift that we could ever receive, and that is Emmanuel. God is with us. God, I thank you that you did not leave us in our sin just to fend for ourselves. But I thank you that you made a way through Jesus. You made a way, you made it possible for us to come in and enjoy the relationship that we were created to have with the God of the universe through Jesus. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for the assurance that that provides for this life and certainly for all of eternity. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.